You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by J.B. Brown, former NFL quarterback, part of the NFL Legends community, and Cordell's former teammate in Pittsburgh. J.B., thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. J.B., how you been, man? Long time no see. What's good? Talk to us. Talk to us. What's going on with the Legends community? How are you doing with that? Uh, doing great, Cordell. Um, I guess we saw each other last at the uh, Steelers alumni event. That's guess, exactly what. Yep. But uh, we were we we were uh, we were not only teammates. We were we were uh, um, locker locker room mates. We were right yeah, we were. each other. So we had a lot of conversations way back when. Yep. <laughs> well, JB, yes, we you've just opened the door. Because every former Steeler that I have on the program, I say, please, I know Cordell is man of the year, on and off the field, a stellar individual, but you were right next to him in the locker room. I need a good Cordell Stewart story. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I got to charge it to memory, and that was so long ago. That was back in nineteen. Oh, come on, JB. I'm not buying ago. that. I'm not buying that. Uh, Just uh, between me and you. Tell him CTE. Tell him CTE. Go ahead. We could have passed on this one. Go ahead. Well, I don't, I don't want to claim that, but uh, all I can say is Cordell always had him and uh, him and um, Jerome Bettis always had a bunch of jokes, so they was always clowning somebody. That's about all I could say. But Cordell was a great guy, fun-loving guy. Uh, we had fun in the locker room, in the game, as well as on the bus. I mean, we just, it was just a great time. So, great teammate. Sorry, bro. Sorry, Brian. He's trying. He's tried so hard <laughs> with everybody. JB, he's tried so hard. It just, it just can't work. I, I'm just a good guy. I'm sorry. He just don't want to believe that. Go ahead, yeah. Brian. Yeah. All right. I keep trying. <laughs> JB, let's talk about what's currently going on in Pittsburgh. Team playing at a high level, but it feels like every week we're talking about drama. What do you make of the Martavis Bryant situation? Uh, I will say this: I will say that um, it's it's his job, um, and to be professional means that um, you don't try, you don't disrupt the team with your personal vendettas, and you allow yourself to be professional. Play as hard as you can, and I think this is my personal opinion. You just address that after the season. You support Antonio Brown and the rest of your teammates as best you can. Play as hard as you can, and you know maybe you talk to your agent. You have your agent talk to the team if you're not happy, and you want to go elsewhere. You do that after, but not now in the midst of trying to uh, win a division and make the playoffs. So that's my spin on it. JB, when you look at the the landscape of the National Football League now and how the players. Uh, react to certain adverse moments. Uh, you look at Cam Newton and his response to the podium. Um, you just talked about Martavis Bryant and his approach. You even saw uh, a couple weeks ago Antonio Brown throwing the, the Gatorade jug or what have you and then Ben Roethlisberger's response. How much has the game changed since we were in the game way back when to where it was like when it came down to having someone basically delegating how the message should run – these guys are totally opposite of, of what it was we were taught growing up. How the game looks to you from afar? Uh, well, there's a lot of players who uh, I keep hearing this word branding, and sometimes that spins off into tantrums and other things going. But you just have uh, a lot of players who didn't grow up in the era we grew up in where our parents and our coaches demanded a certain uh, type of behavior um, while on the field. Um, that also meant you were, you know, good, you know, sportsmanlike. And some of these players, uh, with their interviews and their actions on the field, 
You know, they don't seem like they have the sportsmanship that's taught to us at a very young age when we're coming up playing uh, TV league football. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber visiting with J.B. Brown, former NFL quarterback, part mem- part, a proud member of the NFL Legends community. J.B., let me take you back to Sunday. The defenses were so dominant. We had three shutouts, seven teams held under 10 points. I know things run in cycles, but in general, do you think the defenses may have moved ahead of offenses this year? It's like you said, it's cyclical. That's, that's just this year. Um, you know, maybe next year or down the road, offenses could be totally dominating defenses and scoring all kinds of points. I will say with, uh, with the latest the rules the last maybe five years, they're trying to make it so that teams can score more points. But for whatever reason, defenses are dominant right now. JB, when you look at the Miami Dolphins and them bringing in Jay Cutler, giving them a one-year, $10 million deal, and you had Matt Moore who filled in last year for Ryan Tannehill. Um, do you think the team is, is struggling under a Jay Cutler more because they don't really know his personality, but Matt Moore seemed like he should be the most experienced and ready because of the familiarity that the players on this football team have with him? I thought that uh, Jay Cutler probably should have stayed in the uh, in the booth. <laughs> um, <laughs> he can still throw the ball, but like you said, they're more familiar with Matt Moore. They trust him more. And uh, Jay Cutler, frankly, at times, it just seems like he's aloof and he doesn't care as much. That's me, my personal opinion. He doesn't really care that, that much about the game. To me, it seemed like he was doing a favor for Adam, the coach Adam Gase, I believe his name is, because mm-hmm. they know each other so well. He convinced him to come back and convinced him to take $10 million. I wish I, I, wish I could get convinced. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> nice work if you can get it. Well, you ended yeah. your career in Detroit. We talked about your time in Pittsburgh. They're getting together on Sunday Night Football. We know the Lions have not won a playoff game since 1991, but since you're still tracking what's going on around the league, do you think they have a legitimate franchise quarterback in Matthew Stafford? I do. I like Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's, he's tough. He's definitely got the arm. And, you know, if they can get the right, uh, supporting cast around him, I think he can uh, he can be that guy. You know, Mike Malarkey is down in Nashville. Uh, you know, um, Deshae Townsend is there. Dick LeBeau is there. Russ Grimm is there. When you watch that style of football within that division, which it seemed like it could be up for grabs, you know, Jacksonville is playing really good. You know, Houston is coming on with Deshaun Watson. Indy is trying to find their way. They're not too far away because it's just a matter of having a few losses with the other teams. Uh, are you buying that that style of football still exists and still can be strong throughout the National Football League when it comes to solid defense, but most importantly, running the football very well? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think in any era, if you can run the football and you have solid defense, bend, don't break, hard hitting, running to the ball, I mean, I think that that recipe works in any era, my personal opinion. JB, final thought, going back to how we opened the conversation, Cordell asked you about your interaction with the NFL Legends community. We have a special relationship with your group. Look forward to chatting with a legend like yourself every Thursday. What does being a part of the NFL Legends community mean to you? What have you taken away from the experience? It's a chance to uh, to give back, to reach back, to be around your peers. Um, you know, we we aim to streamline communication, um, serve as a resource for guys, and we assist with all the other affinity groups out there like the Hall of Fame, the NFL alumni, the NFL PA, the Trust, the Gridiron Greats, the Player Care Foundation, and on and on. So we 
I really enjoy it because you get to give back, you get to meet the new guys, you get to get with the old guys, and we just try to connect guys back to their teams, back to opportunities, back to uh, whatever can help them and whatever their walk of life is. And we just feel, I feel blessed to be able to do it. I do. Um, I mean, I just, I love it because I always tell people, um, they ask me what I miss the most. And other than the, the obvious, the money, what I miss most is, you know, those those locker room chats. Uh, Cordell can tell you on the bus, in practice, uh, just we spend so much time together and we got guys from all walks of life. It's just great to get to know guys. And then um, when you see them, you haven't seen them for a while, you get to run a mess and the alumni events, I love them. So, JB, we enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes today here on the NFL on TuneIn. Thank you so much. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.